Hi, this is Brian of the 2022 Mega Bowl Champion Skybusters, and you are listening to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix with Josh and Gar. Yeah, a little bit of a spoiler for later, but that is the Mega Bowl Champion Skybusters bringing us in. It is Tuesday, January 4th, 2022. Happy New Year, everybody. We are excited to give you a couple more shows this year so far and maybe some more before the spring. We will see, but... um, these are happy days, Josh, and we should celebrate. We should all be happy for Brian, his first championship. So, Walters, let's happy us in, pal. Welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix with your lovely hostesses, Garlic Johnson. We're going to need to take a break here while I change my pants. And Josh Mitchell. Sitting here undefeated in everything I do except fantasy football. No, I'm not allowed to handle grants. <laughs> not after last time. <laughs> not after last time. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Garlic and Josh. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. I'm one of your lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. We are joined, as always, by your other lovely hostess, the Joshua Mitchell. Josh, say hi to the folks out there, pal. Hi, folks. Sorry, I got nervous. Yeah, I mean, understandable. It's uh, it's only our 95th pod. I mean, if it's uh, if this isn't going to get you nervous, what will? Um, join our Discord if you'd like to chat with us about anything football or the off-season's coming up. We're going to see Black Monday. We're going to see uh, free agency. We're going to see some draft speculation all within the next couple months. So if you'd like to join our Discord, that's where all the chat's going to be. Uh, link in the description below wherever you're listening. You can also leave us voicemails, anchor.fm slash hoodpod. Uh, tonight would be the last night for this year's raffle, but we'd still love to hear from you no matter what. And then if you'd like to kick it old school, hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com is where you can leave us a nice little electronic mail message. Josh, why should folks check out your website? Have you already updated it with the uh, 2022 season? I know you haven't, or 2021 season. Um, I have not. Uh, since I didn't win, I'll probably wait until uh, I have a good season again to update it. So, uh, sorry, Brian, your uh, victory will not go down in history. Instead, it will just kind of be a mystery. Well, with great power comes great responsibility, and I'm glad you're the guy. Uh, we have in charge of that, Josh. Um, second start times down in the description below. You people all know that by now. And at Levi Oki Illustration, thank you so much for all the beautiful art people be seeing and for the little championship thing he did for us. And then uh brian if you want to take some of your money i can give you carmel's contact info if you want one of those cool little art pieces like Derek got last year um you know that's all up to you as you're the reigning champ but we can talk about that personally later josh how we doing i'm doing good i'm thinking here that um obviously i didn't have any notes not much happened but uh you mentioned having carmel bear draw brian nice portrait and brian's one of those gentlemen that seems to live the high life you know very classy gentleman yeah um i could see him getting one of those like uh three foot by four foot um tapestry portraits oh yeah the tapestry self-portraits that you see in like the the of like the old military generals holding their jacket oh absolutely i i think he should go ahead and splurge on that maybe use this year's winnings and then take a second mortgage out on the house to pay for it but uh definitely get that done um because it's his only trophy um for fantasy football with us and it's never gonna happen again so you better celebrate it while you can Right, obviously. When when you were talking about that, the only th- the, the image that instantly popped into my head was like just the classic George Washington in that little boat crossing what is it, the Delaware River or whatever river they're crossing. But you know it, you would know the picture uh, if you saw it. Oh yeah, the river sticks. Sure, yeah, whatever it is, but just George Washington sitting there all stoic. He's got his jacket. Um, that's the one. But just then Brian's face superimposed over Washington. That's the one that came to my mind instantly. So Brian, go ahead and l- reach out to I think his email is levioaktree at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, you can pay him for some services if you like. Anyways, Josh, not a lot happened for you over the new year. I assume you didn't party too much with a, with an infant child at home. Yeah, no, I didn't party a whole lot. Um, just kind of hung out and started, you know, started things like coloring and a puzzle because, well, old age. 
Hell yeah! But dude. Uh, heard heard you were down in town. Down in town, I see. I see you had something going on. How was how was your break, Gar? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was in town, or I should say in town. I was in Blaine from before Christmas until just today I came back to DL, so I was down there for a long little stint. Um, I mean, it's good, though. I got to spend lots of time with people. I had the classic uh, New Year's Eve bash at the Morsets. We were missing half of the Morset children. Jamie was not in attendance, uh, which was obviously a buzzkill. Jesse is, we all know, Jesse's the worst of the two Morset children. So, But it was still it was still like a quaint little affair. Amy came over. Mandy May was there. Um, Bradley and his girlfriend were there. I kind of met her for like the second time but she was fun so it was a good little party there's probably i wouldn't say there's any more than 10 of us i don't think uh maybe 12 i can't remember numbers too good but it was just it was a good time so yeah should we get moving or do you have something for 2022 as well no, 2022 was the New Year's Eve thing. I was just gonna, I was just gonna warn the folks that last night uh, I pulled an, you know, an impromptu all-nighter. I don't, I can't remember the last time I pulled an all-nighter. It's probably been years, but so I haven't slept since what two nights ago. Now I didn't sleep last night. So just in case the pod's really, really bad, it's because I'm operating on zero sleep. So I, I do apologize in advance since I'm the producer and in charge of how we sound. So it's all, it's all on me. I'll bear, I'll bear all the blame. But we can move into the fantasy zone, Josh. That's what the people want, and uh, we got a sponsor here our champion sponsor um who is that josh who brings us the sky busters and in this situation garlic you are the sky and brian is the sky buster he is busting um, me yep oh um hey i got a yep and uh, right on cue since i didn't have a snack well i did have a snack because i didn't eat it this time but my wife brings me down uh graham crackers with melted chocolate chips on them so how you doing you got any more of those wives laying around, dude? That sounds incredible. There's no one here in my apartment. Like, do I ring a bell? Do I clap my hands? Like, what do I do? I, how do I get service here? Um, my guess, if you just start screaming as loud as you can for as long as you can, uh, somebody's probably going to stop by to ask if you need help. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So you've got that. You drink anything over there, Josh? Unfortunately, I have what is called a uh, 100% natural seltzer water black cherry flavored it's not too bad but you know it's not too good yeah uh in my in my extreme sleep deprivation i realized i don't even have an arnold palmer or one of those peach teas that al bought me last year and i feel bad about it but i'm definitely too lazy to get up and get myself a beverage so i'm just drinking sink water from uh still from blaine because i haven't filled this up since i got home so i got sink water and no snacks oh my brain's everywhere but uh thank you skybusters thank you to our food that we just ate didn't do any gridiron gossip this week uh we are going to start in the discord uh like i like to do all the tags like the 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 grid and gossip's obviously one of them and then there's the fave far fanatics there's the pod play alongers we're gonna do a new one for the uh, for the off season i mean the name was pending i just tried to come up with alliteration josh you could probably do better than me but we right now i just called it the <laughs> off season opt inners so we're gonna stop using the at everyone tag so we can give people who want to break from our content they can have the break and we won't spam everyone continually but i know some people will want to keep talking through the nfl playoffs and through the off season and this and that so we're going to create a new tag to get people back into the channel when um when things are going on in this offseason so if you'd like to be added to the list of offseason opt-inners and i assume brian does and i assume walters will i can throw you down on it but uh i'll be asking in the discord later for that but if you'd like to be on the list let us know uh josh i do not believe you made a new poll since last week is that correct or did i miss it holy shit you are (laughs) you are balls deep in those black graham crackers dude good for you i'll just go ahead and read brian's email then i was going to ask if you would want me to read brian's email or if you would like to read brian's email but (laughs) based on uh, where you were in that uh in that graham cracker i'll just go ahead and volunteer um so we've got a. We've, it's been a while uh, since we got the Discord. Now Brian doesn't email as much, and I respect it. He doesn't need to. He gives us a lot of content, and he and he literally gave us money, so this man can do whatever he wants. But uh, we did get a one of the glorious Brian emails. So let's go ahead and hear what it says. But before we hear what it says, you've got mail. All right, Josh, are you ready for me to read it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Subject line, and the champion is. Uh, with I believe seven dots could be eight dots I cannot count that right now but and the champion is dot 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 uh, hi guys I know what you're thinking Skybusters won eleven of the last twelve highest point total at the halfway point highest score first two playoff weekends drafted a tight end in the first round made thirty five acquisitions to round out the championship squad yes. 
These were all good things that may have contributed to the championship, but here's the real deal. The secret to winning your league. Dot. Be a sponsor of the Hoodcast. Only one team sponsored the Hoodcast all year. Skybusters. Reservations are now being taken for next year, so if you want to become the champion, sponsor the show. Written in all caps. Love the Grum. Brian. And I can't confirm. Uh, we had we got a little sponsorship from Audio Al. We got one from uh, Carmel Bear, and we got one from Walters. We did not get another sponsorship from a league member. And Brian is so confident in what he said in this email, Josh. Brian has already re-upped his sponsorship of the Fantasy Zone. Uh, he's taking some of the money from his winnings of the Hood Redraft League, and he is reinvesting it into the show. And the check is bigger and dummy thicker than last week. So uh, just saying. Let's uh, let's sponsor the show. Who do you think out of the uh, the hood league should sponsor the show the most to you know do better next year? Jesse, I know you listen to this, and I know you made the playoffs this year. But I think that if you're going to draft three tight ends again, you should probably sponsor the show and get lucky. I mean, Jesse did make the playoffs. Let's not shake a stick at that. Okay, too late. All right, and I guess uh, I, I, Brian, I do apologize. I wanted to give you the walk-off shot of your own sponsored segment, but I guess I went. Uh, we got a voicemail. I just had assumed the last-minute voicemail was for the Fave Five. I guess it's for the Fantasy Zone. So let's hear this Fantasy Zone voicemail as well. I have not screened this. This could be awful, Josh. I apologize. Yeah. Hi. This is Trevor from calling. Say, I was just wondering if you were going to do one of those crossover episodes with the victorious P.O.D. again like you did last season. That was a really excellent show. All right, now, bye-bye. Uh, Josh, would you like to answer that question? No, to both. And there you have it, folks. Uh, so thank you so much, Brian, for sponsoring the show. It just goes to show you that if you're in our league and you sponsor the show with some big, dummy, thick checks like Brian did, you too can be a champion of the Hidden Oaks Redraft League, and we appreciate you coming out every week. One more time, thank you this year for our sponsor of the Fantasy Zone, Skybusters. You busted that sky into a million pieces, and I will never fully recover. Uh, but we'll move on. We'll move on to Gar's Grinder here real quick, and I'll fly through it. We're going to go ahead we'll go with Joe Mixon. I had to go with Joe Mixon for uh, for multiple reasons. First of all, Joe Mixon was the highest scorer on Brian's championship squad. Uh, it was only 15.6 points or whatever it was in um, in full PPR. Uh, he had seven or 12 carries for 46 yards and then seven receptions for 40 yards. So really, Brian taking advantage of that full PPR to get uh, his highest score this week. But also, there was a huge debate in this uh, beginning of the season whether it was Joe Mixon versus Eckler, Joe Mixon versus James Robinson. Joe Mixon versus whoever, and I know Jack was definitely a Joe Mixon stand, and uh, you know Eric said Najee Harris, Josh, you had pretty much anyone but Mixon, and in the end, I think Mixon was more successful than all those running backs, maybe all those running backs combined. So, do you have anything you want to say for yourself, losing dignity here to Jack over Joe Mixon? I mean, it's preseason predictions and whatnot. I mean, I have Joe Mixon on my dynasty team. I'm, I traded for him, so it's not like I hate Joe Mixon. I just think that he had performed as well and he's dealt with injuries and stuff so this is his best finish i believe um so he had a great season obviously we had injuries to um a lot of the top names out there and then the offensive lines for uh pittsburgh turned into you know paper mache halfway through the season and Najee didn't do well um but no good for joe mixon um you know he didn't help my dynasty team any because you know why would he um and yeah all right, well, shout out to Joe Mixon, finishing running back four in full PPR. No idea what he finished in in other scoring metrics, but in our league, with Brian as the champion, Joe Mixon finishes the running back four overall. We'll move in here to the Hidden Oaks highlights, or uh, no, the podcast play along. Jesus fucking Christ, Josh, I am... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, we're moving into the podcast play along. Like I said, I know the show. I know how to read. I knew it the whole time. Uh, but it's a fan favorite segment. It's how we get the fans involved. We've got 20 people playing, and they kind of dwindled down over the weeks. I think only 12 people entered the contest last week. But Josh, who the hell rocked week 17, and why was it just their lucky week? Well, it must. Brian must have gotten a horseshoe lodged somewhere in his body because he was the leader for this week with 149.66 points. 
Uh, then we've got T, who somehow managed to luckily pick nine guys who put up a 141.04. Um, and then Derek, a name we've heard many a times, put up 129.34. Not the highest scoring week um, overall. It was kind of a dud of a week in, in the NFL, it seemed. Um, but our standings um, only changed slightly. We've got Low Low Loves Football on top with 765.32. Uh, Derek making a, a little bit of an attempt to catch up with 750.3, uh, which is a 7.6 point jump from last week. And then Big Cushman. Um, is rounding out third with 742.48. Yeah, I mean, Derek increases his second lead, uh, his second place uh, margin by just a bit. He was only ahead of David by 0.22. He's increased that here by, you said, 7.6 points. But uh, Dave, it's interesting to me that David has held on this long. I think his of his top five scores, David's la- like his most recent one is Contest 7. So David has not done shit for his top five since 11 weeks ago. That's crazy to me. Yeah, well, he probably heard you say, ah, nobody's going to catch him. And he just, well, I can sell my phone. That's true. He could have done that. I would also like to point out, uh, and actually we can get into it in the studs and the duds here, Josh, or our, you know, one stud or one dud from last week. Uh, I'll go first, even though your initials listed first. My stud from last week, Josh, was David Montgomery, David Montgomery running back for Chicago. He was, uh, he was just a measly 72 hunch, pretty affordable, all things considered, playing the Giants. He got 20.1 points, which is 2.8 times value. And uh, he was in Brian's first place lineup. I went to go check to make sure to see if Brian was listening. Brian was, in fact, listening, whether by accident or on purpose. David Montgomery was in his first place team. So is that a quinky dink? I don't think so. Wow. Yeah, I think a lot of people had him this week, so um, it must have been a lot of listeners. Uh, somebody, a, lot, a guy who hopefully nobody played, Jeff Wilson Jr., uh, my stud from last week, um, 6700 running back for San Fran versus Houston, uh, put up a solid zero for zero times value. I don't even know if he played. Um, and so uh, part of me thinks that um, he slept with um, the t- coach's wife or something because he had been doing well, you know, in the last few weeks, but nope, didn't play. Away she goes, Def, Jeff Wilson Jr., indeed not a stud. Who do you got this week, Josh? Last week of the contest. Here's a guy that you guys might know from the uh, the old Minnesota Vacans back in the day. Um, a, a certain podcast host or um, contributor um, who tends to be an audiophile um, probably has this man's face tattooed somewhere on his body, and that is none other than Laquan Treadwell, wide receiver of Jacksonville Jaguars. He's 5,300 versus Indy. Uh, he's been he's become kind of a favorite target of Trevor Lawrence, um, and so I guess you know if he gets thrown the ball ten times, he has the opp- he'll probably catch you know. Well, if he was in Minnesota, he'd catch one of them. <laughs> Uh, but he had uh, he's had some decent targets and some decent games uh, in a row now. Rock on. Well, Laquan Treadwell could be the guy this week, Josh, for Atlanta. Um, wait, do you, wait? does he play for Jacksonville? Sorry, did I get that wrong? Yep. yep. Okay. Darn it. Dude, I'm gone. Anyways, my player for this week, I'm going to the dud this week. So, Brian, make sure you're taking notes because I got you, I got you in first place last week. Do not have this guy in your lineup this week. We're talking about Jordan Love, quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. He's 67 hunch at Detroit. The Packers have already locked up the number one seed in the NFC from what I understand, so they really have no incentive to play their starters at all. They're not going for an undefeated season. There's really no reason for them to play. Probably just want to keep them healthy. Uh, it, with that loss, Logic Jordan Love should then be the next man up. Jordan Love should be the starter, and uh, Dan Campbell's squad is hungry. I could see Jordan Love putting up no less than 10 interceptions, probably sacked 17 times, maybe, mm, I don't know, a bunch of other negative stats, and then the second quarter happens, and it's going to be a really bad time for Jordan Love. So, dud this week for me. Jordan Love, keep him away from your FanDuel lineups. Yeah, it probably helps keep him away since Aaron Rodgers said he wants to play, so... Aaron Rodgers ain't going to play, dude. 
also, Josh, since uh, we've probably got a little bit of extra time this week, and since this is the very last week going into a contest for the podcast play along this year, first place getting one forty, second place getting fifty bucks, and then third place getting their ten dollars back. Is there anything at all you're trying to do different this week? I know I've asked you this many questions along the season, and all you do is say I'm going to play better, this or that. But is there any actual legitimate advice you give for the folks out there for their one last home run swing? Is there anything you're going to try in uh, the final week to be crazy and just hope for a two hundred point game or no? Yeah, I'm going to hope and uh, hope and pray that everybody forgets to set a lineup and then I somehow get a 200-point game and uh, take over first. So whatever. <sighs> Solid advice uh, and recommendations from Josh, as always. We appreciate you. Uh, that was the podcast play-along. Josh, you have a joker for us this week, pal? Yeah, I, you know, I wrote one down, but that one is a private joker for you. I'm going to go with a joker that we can all agree on, and that's going to be Antonio. I don't want to play this game anymore, Brown. <laughs> Um, you know, I just decided he was, I think he was having an itchy attack, started taking his pads off and just left the field, threw his shirt into the stands, threw his gloves into the stands. Um, he threw a temper tantrum. Um, let's just take into consideration. This guy is allegedly an adult. Um, but, uh, I think that we've seen the end of Antonio Brown in the NFL. Um, I even went as far to say that, you know, he's, he's, he's got some issues. Um, of course, everybody knows I, I like Josh Gordon and I would be willing to bet that, uh, or not bet, but I think that Josh Gordon is a better human being than Antonio Brown because marijuana isn't that bad. Whoa, Josh, that's a kind of a spicy take brother. Yeah, but yeah, no, I just think that who, I mean, yes, we had the one guy who retired at halftime a couple years ago for the bills. That's, you know, that wasn't a scene, but Antonio Brown taking his clothes off and walking across the field just because his team was losing to the Jets. Um, and because I'm sure there's more to it, but uh, yeah. I believe it had to do joker. with his usage in the game as well. From what I understand. Well, he had taken himself out. He said he's not going back in. Gotcha. So, so he he ended up pulling himself. Maybe he checked your lineup, saw that he was on your team, and just like, <laughs> you know what? This Brian guy needs to win. Yeah, could um, be. So hit the... Uh, yeah, he, he's just a clown. All right, well, Antonio Brown is this week's Josh's Joker. And speaking of Brian needing a dub, Josh, let's move into the Hidden Oaks highlights, huh, pal? Yeah. All right, and Josh. And that's the Hidden Oaks highlights. <laughs> Time for- just give Brian absolutely zero satisfaction. Just skip the whole segment, even though he's the only guy listing right now. Just go, Whoa, fuck don't, you, buddy. Don't disrespect Craig like that. that. You know what? I'm so sorry, Craig. You've been a very loyal listener as well. Uh, but no, Josh, we had five meaningful uh, to varying degree matchups last week in the Hidden Oaks Redraft League. And we'll kind of run through them here, and then we can talk about the championship matchup most importantly. And there will be a couple other highlights along the way. But first of all, uh, we had the Losers Constellation uh, ship. They're playing for 25 bucks and five ping pong balls. Hot Chub Time Machine beats. That's hilarious. Willie takes down T 100.15 to 94.95. So not too close of a matchup, but uh, uh, it was still pretty close relative to some of these other matchups. Uh, so Willie gets himself 25 bucks and five extra ping pong balls for next year's uh the uh, lottery draft or draft lottery whatever words are hard we also had the fifth place game which was um <coughs> go joe burrow versus your wife team mitchell um eric absolutely destroyed your wife josh and i i don't know if this was consensual we might need to call the cops or something but eric scored 198.3 to your wife's 87.25 i mean there was a lot of the line here josh fifth place game you're playing for two ping pong balls and when you're up here in the top brackets that can make a difference here did your wife even try uh, she didn't care. She she turned to me and says, I ain't need no two extra ping pong balls. I'm going to kick their asses next year. So she's a con- she's confident. She had a good record this year. She doesn't need those extra picks. Um, yeah, Eric's had, uh, Eric, not Eric's, um, Eric had um, like all of the high scoring players, but <laughs> Nikita's flex outscored his flex. Nerd. 
<laughs> yeah, Eric, I'm sure, has really disappointed himself that he couldn't have made that championship game because Eric, with 198.3, certainly had the highest score of the week. And it, uh, the next person was 20 points back, which is still a pretty impressive score as well. So Eric, probably a little upset, but, uh, I mean, winning something's better than winning nothing. So Eric will take those two ping pong balls. Next, we had the third place game, which was uh, Bradley uh, over the hill playing Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Prib, a.k.a. 13-1, a.k.a. Suck It, T. Higgins, Wrecked Your Life. Bradley barely beats Prib, 137.5 to Prib's 136.7. So just a .8 difference there if my math checks out. Uh, Prib just fell apart after T. Higgins took him down. Brad squeaks away with 50 bucks, and Prib walks away after a 13-1 season with absolutely not. Well, I think he won a side bet, but essentially absolutely nothing. Josh, do you think Bradley was praying? Should he buy a lottery ticket taking down Prib, or do you think Brad just had the more sound team? I think, yeah, I think Brad was sitting there taking, you know, taking a swig of Mountain Dew, putting some dip in his mouth, and then just spitting it in that bottle and going, got him. <laughs> All right. Well, sorry, Prib. Uh, I guess your run's over, and hopefully this momentum doesn't carry you into next season. Josh, this one uh, I am very selfishly happy about because this could save my uh, my plan for the Dumpster Fire medallion. Uh, we had the Dumpster Bowl, and uh, in this game, it was the loser that <laughs> – it was the loser that lost. God, I'm so... <sighs> Josh, do you want to do the show? Just the whole thing from here on. Anyways, it was number 13, catch 22, playing at number 10. Henry gone give it to you. Hammer versus Garrett. And the loser of this matchup, it's essentially our toilet bowl, gets the dumpster fire medallion. They have to wear it at the draft. They have to wear it. I'll probably make him wear it at the Super Bowl party if he comes to that. It's uh, You basically get shamed for an entire year. And Willie won it last year, and Willie doesn't come around, so no one really got to see it. But now Hammer will be wearing this dumpster fire medallion in full force because he lost to Garrett um oh god where's the score 178.65 to 116.55 so pretty a pretty good thwacking from Garrett Garrett did not want that dumpster fire medallion do you feel bad for Hammer at all Josh no not even a little bit no no I mean he had the injuries he he won it all you know a couple years ago he's 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 you know still riding that high um, I'm sitting here and I'm wondering how did you how are you figuring all of this stuff out like when you're because you said you had to adjust the schedules to all of this and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I'm sitting here and this is where the website's gonna have some asterisks because I open up ESPN and it says I finished in 14th place after the playoffs, which is a utter lie. And you move things around, it's collusion. You have to forfeit your second place winnings <laughs> to me. I'm not sure. I pay for the website. Is that not enough for you? Maybe. <laughs> okay. We, you and I can discuss that in private later. Um, <coughs> I mean, Josh, you were playing a bye this week. Technically, you lost to the bye. You finished in 14th. That's the way she goes, buddy. Um, <laughs> uh, but I'm, I know I've talked a lot here. I'm going to go ahead and let you talk about probably our least eventful matchup as far as scores go. Um, it was the Hidden Oaks Mega Bowl. I mean, the, we've spoiled it a lot. Brian won, but it was me, the Alan Parsons Project, at Skybusters, Josh. Go ahead and break down our championship matchup and how Brian ended up getting the dub. Yeah, no, it was a it was a fun game to watch. Uh, the scores kind of go up and down a little bit here and there, depending on uh, everything. Um, you had Josh Allen, who started off with two rush touchdowns, and then he went and just decided to toss the game away. Three interceptions following. I think he had like 16 points in the first quarter, and he finished with 22. Um, Jalen Hurts didn't do much for um, Skybusters over there, Brian, but uh, got got him a decent 15. Uh, so you won that matchup. Joe Mixon, um, as you mentioned, was his highest scoring with 15.6. So your quarterback outscored that. It's just, you know, Brian had a well-rounded roster. Um, his running backs outperformed yours. Could have told you Delvin Cook coming into Lambeau Field ain't going to do jack. Um, but uh, he only put up a parsley uh, or measly 4.3. Um, Tony Pollard with 8.8. Um, and to Rex Burkhead's 13.9. Uh, Debo got you a long touchdown, which kind of gave you a little bit of hope there going into the Sunday night game. Oh, yeah. Um, and so that was helpful for you. Um, Brian's wide receivers were, you know, subpar. Antonio Brown, as as I'd mentioned, gave up. He's already listed as a free agent on here. That's kind of funny. Um, but he had given up at, at you know, bef- I don't even know if it was halftime or after half in the third or whatever, but uh, um, who knows what would have happened if he would have, you know, been a part of that game plan. Dawson Knox was um, blowing bubbles on the sideline and <laughs> playing patty cake with fans. Um, he put up a solid rip. So, 
Um, but <laughs> no, love a goose egg in the ship, huh? Yeah, Pat Fryermuth didn't do wouldn't have gotten you the championship anyways. Um, you know, Travis Kelsey, Tyler Lockett, both solid options there for Skybusters. Um, T. Higgins uh, was still um, Instagramming uh, models, uh, <laughs> sliding in their DMs, showing the last week's set line and forgot about this week's game. Yeah. Um, you know, you had you asked me which defense play, Indy or Seattle. I told you Indy, and I gave you the right choice. Um, and, and you know, if Brian would have texted me, Miami or someone else, I probably would have said someone else. But uh, <laughs> um, Miami got him a zero, so you both had zeros on the lineup. Um, I just want to go ahead and point out, um, guard that... Um, you pro- you wouldn't have been able to win regardless of, you know, having that Friar Muth in. So you didn't accidentally shoot yourself from what I'm seeing here. Right. Um, but I do want to say that... Good. Do your feelings hurt knowing that you had the lowest scoring team in the league this week? <sighs> well, Josh... Did you know I was going to bring that up? I mean, it's not a great feeling. I mean, it's definitely not my favorite. Um, if I had to choose feelings, that would not be one that I would like a lot. Um, and you're right, I didn't. I didn't accidentally shoot myself. At least not with one player. I could have played Terry McLaurin over T. Higgins or Antonio Brown, but that one netted me the win right there. If I would have played Terry McLaurin over either, and played Pratt Firemuth, that would have got that would have squeaked me the dub. Uh, if I would have played Nine Himes or Keyshawn Vaughn over Dalvin Cook, that would have you know gave me just a little boost as well. But I was never going to do that. So in all reality, I saw the lineup that I thought was going to be the best and. Um, you know, my team wasn't going to get it done. So it's just the way she goes. Big congrats to Brian. This is, uh, we talked about it la- last week and I've talked about it in plenty in private with, uh, plenty of league members just throughout the, the holiday season. But, uh, you know, I came in second place in 2017. I came in second place in 2019. Now here in 2021, I came in second place again. Um, I am officially coming out, Josh, and this is, it kind of hurts to say, but I just want there to be a bit of a reality. I want people to be able to peek behind the curtain a bit. Um, I am what is known as enhancement talent uh, in this league. So what I hear, I'm uh, you could also call a jobber in the professional wrestling uh um, world realm, so to speak. Essentially, I am here to put other people over. I, I helped put Hammer over. I'm helping putting Brian over. I am here to make them look good, and that's my whole purpose in this league. I am enhancement talent, and I'm here to put other people over. The championship will never be mine, but every other year, I make a run into the ship, and then uh, whoever I'm playing, they're going to get the dub because uh, that's just kind of my role in this whole world. So, just I, I just thought people should know that by now. You know, it's uh, I've been keeping that a secret too long. Good for you. I'm happy to hear it. <laughs> Hope I see you in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it was, yeah, it's got to suck. But, I mean, it's like I told the Victoria's Secret League when I went back-to-back second places. Um, I made money, didn't I? And, uh, you know, that kind of that's really all you got to say is you, you, you came out ahead. Um, granted, with all the leagues you're in, I don't know if you actually did, um, depending on the one that you won. Did you win the championship last Oh, night? yeah. Think- that's my most expensive league, and uh, that's a $600 bill right there winning that league. So that covers everything and then some. So <laughs> we came out okay. cash flow positive. Well, that's good. And I mean, you know, you've got a second place finish. I didn't do so hot in this league. Um, we'll call it the make-a-wish year for everybody. Yeah. Um, and but uh, you know I am a champion as well. I I don't know. We haven't talked about it too much, but we joined a best ball league in the beginning of the season. <laughs> yep. And I I managed to go on. And and for those of you who are unawares, uh, best ball leagues you draft your team and then it, you don't do anything afterwards. So essentially, only the smart people can win that because you have to know who's going to get hurt. You have to know who's going to be good from like the beginning of the year to the end. And so I went in and I I drafted the winningest team. I even only took one kicker who went on IR before the season started because I was like, you know, he needs a ring too. He doesn't need to. He doesn't need to sit around feeling all mopey dopey on the on the you know bench or the IR in the waiver wires. So I I took him on along for the ride, and it's safe to say that I've got the best balls in all the land. So it's it's uh it's a title I'll hold and take to the end. 
Yeah, good for you, Josh. I can't believe uh, that you won a free league that's going to be deleted by next year, and there will never be a record of you winning it. So just big shout-out to you. Congrats on your your Hidden Oaks highlight, your own personal one. But um, you're not out here enhancing talent like me, Josh. In 2017, I put up Hammer for his first-ever championship. In 2019, I put up Hammer for his second championship. So that way, he and Derek can play in the championship uh, the year after with the the hopes that uh, the first person to get their third championship. So you're you're not serving the league like I am, and I'm going to need you to try a little bit harder. But um, before we go uh, into the next segment here, Josh, I am rambling hard, but um, we got one more thing to do, and it's going to hurt me. And actually, Josh, I would like to give you the honor of doing this Hunger Games bit because doing it for myself just feels a bit off. Are you ready to Hunger Games bit me? Yeah, I don't know the exact line, but I'll I'll improv. All right, you've got the, the the music, the background music plays for 37 seconds, and you just cue me when you want me to shoot the cannon, okay? You ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the death of Garlic Johnson has come. That's your cue. It was such a gruesome death, we deserve two cannons. Good night, garlic. May you rest in pieces. <coughs> oh, Josh, you're really good at that. I'm going to have you do it uh, for every person next year. Uh, but yeah, I ultimately fall. 13 fell. There can only be one champion every year. One last congratulations to the Skybusters, a.k.a. Good Brian, a.k.a. Brian Canup. You earned it, and uh, you deserve it. Josh, let's move into the medical minute here. Uh, let's stop me from rambling with my ba- which is I'm essentially drunk right now. I'm pretty sure I'm the equivalent of drunk. Um, based That's on- actually true. Right? Yeah. I see. I know Jamie things. Can do that medical minute. There you go. Yeah, I was texting Jamie uh, just today about what next week's medical minute p- could be. She could talk about how while I don't, I've never drank to getting drunk. I've probably been drunk many times off my sleep deprivation. Anyways, uh, Jamie is here to talk to us about knee stuff this week. Josh, um, Jack had posed her a question in the Discord and apparently jack's question um would take about an hour to discuss itself and so jamie was like yeah fuck that even jamie knows that jack's the worst human on the planet and so she was like i won't do i won't answer his question but i will vaguely talk about knees and stuff um so without further ado let's go ahead and hear what dr jamie hammer has to say about knee stuff hey guys Dr. oh fuck hold on that's gonna be really quiet because the song's really quiet here we go here to talk about, and I quote, knee stuff. The cool thing about the knee is really the ligaments that hold it all together. You want the femur and the tibia to sort of articulate just so, so that you can optimize the compression and the cushion that you get from your meniscuses. So in order to do that, the knee has ligaments that run on either side, which are called the medial and lateral collateral ligaments. And you have two that cross over in the middle called the anterior cruciate, which means cross, and the posterior cruciate ligaments. This keeps your knee maximizing the bounce and the cushion that your meniscuses provide. You also have the patella, which really just serves to protect sort of that cushy area between the joints. An interesting fun fact, babies aren't born with a kneecap. Who knew? The most commonly injured structure of the knee is mostly the ACL. This injury, the anterior cruciate ligament, keeps the knee sort of from sliding forward and backward on itself. And it's 10 times more commonly injured in football, most specifically in offensive and defensive line position, but also in running backs. Um, The way to injure it is if you plant your foot and then you get a blow to the outside leg. So you can imagine this specifically in lineman positions where you're sort of planting and getting hit from the side. People describe it as feeling a pop or getting some swelling or afterwards having a giving out sensation in the knee and it's also really commonly um, swollen up with blood on the inside so you can see sort of that blood tinged hue to the swell. People also report feeling quite a lot of instability and most noticeably when they're doing squats or walking up and down stairs they notice that that knee just isn't as strong as it used to be. You can diagnose an ACL injury by doing the drawer test, which is holding on to the bottom part of the leg and pulling it forward and seeing if it moves. You shouldn't get a lot of swiggle there. If you do, you can imagine that you've probably torn that ligament that holds it in support. Um, You can also diagnose it with an MRI. 
how do you treat an ACL injury? If it's not actually blown, you can do the regular rest, ice, compression, and elevation, give it some time, and sometimes use crutches to reduce the amount of injury and blow to it and give it a week or two to try to heal up. But almost always, this one goes to surgery much sooner than other injuries. The surgical repair of an ACL is a season-ending situation. It often takes six to nine months to recover from this. And the surgery I have participated in in the past, it's super, super interesting. What they do is... Um, usually using scopes that they stick through the skin, they take a portion of the patellar tendon and they reform that ligament in between the backside and the front side of the knee. So they sort of just cut out on the dotted lines and excerpt from another portion of a tendon and they tack it into the knee. And they do it all with scopes so the amount of injury afterwards is pretty small, but it does take a lot of time to rehabilitate and get that to really fuse in. Um, You can also obviously use cadaver tendons, which is also commonly done in, in tend to be a little bit more durable and high practice athletes. Um, But if you're just looking for sort of a soft repair, you can use your own tendon to repair this. If you guys have any other questions or want to learn more about ACL injuries, hit me up. I'm getting down to the last few weeks here, so I'd love some fresh material. Hope you have a great week. Thank you, Dr. Jamie Hammer, for talking to us about knee stuff, specifically uh, what, what an ACL injury looks like. Josh, I don't believe you've ever done anything to your ACL. Uh, I'm not sure if you've ever done anything to your knee, but uh, you can let us know about that. Or have you ever had any scares with the knee? Uh, you're an athlete. I am not. I'm probably going to blow up my knee one day getting out of the recliner going to the fridge, but it hasn't happened yet, so you're the expert until then. Um, I've, I've had some scares with the knee, um, going back to like high school, there was a time when I was playing basketball, when I went up for a layup and some kid shoved me and the momentum carried me into the wall. And so my, like my foot landed right where the the floor and the wall meet. And then my knee went awkward. Um, nothing there, just a little bit of bruising is what they had said. Um, at Hamlin, I didn't have too many concerns. Um, once I got done though, I think the heavy lifting and then the constant running and all of that stuff, the wear and tear done on the body, um, that had some residual effects to where I had to get a couple MRIs because they didn't know what was going on. Um, turns out I just don't have cartilage in my left knee. So it was bone on bone is what they had kind of described it as. And it felt like someone was taking a knife and slowly sliding it up underneath your kneecap between your knee kind of, you know, but underneath the kneecap. And then doing the Macarena with it. It was just awful. Um, to the point where I couldn't get out of cars, couldn't get out of bed. Um, and that, but they said there was no like ligament damage. It was just, there's nothing there. So that was kind of the extent of that. Um, one story, while I do have, since we do have a little bit of extra time here, um, when I was at Hamlin, there's a wide receiver, um, younger kid. Well, everyone was younger than me on that team, except for a couple, one guy. Um, but uh, he was a freshman when I went in there, and he to- he was a wide receiver. He tore his ACL, didn't realize it, um, because it, when it happens, it doesn't always hurt. And so he kept practicing with a torn ACL, and, you know, wide receiver, he's running his routes in a couple of his, like, slants. Um, he dislocated his knee. Like, he felt his knee dislocate, so then the trainers um, reset it, wrapped it, and then he went back out there because he, you know, wasn't feeling any pain dislocated again and this time they're like all right we should take a look at it sure enough full-blown acl tear he had been (laughs) and and he had gone to two practices and dislocated his knee and i i'm just sitting there i'm just like you may not feel that but ew i would be crying because if my knee was doing the dangle wangle like that something's wrong yeah that sounds very uh I think I'd be very uncomfortable just looking at that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, so no no big knee scares. Obviously, you know, well, I guess those were kind of scary situations, but nothing where I'm required to have surgery. So I'm thankful for that. Hell yeah, dude. Well, that's good. Glad to hear it. Like I said, I can't contribute to anything to this conversation. Jack, I hope that uh, that answer was satisfactory for you. 
Um, obviously, we see a lot of ACL injuries in the NFL, so that's why it's a, it's a good topic to talk about. And they all almost always end in, or I shouldn't say almost always. I'm pretty sure they always end in season-ending surgery. So um, it's just intense out there, and these athletes are putting their bodies on the line. They get paid, they get compensated well for it, but it's you know it's tough out there, no question about it. So thank you, Dr. Jamie Hammer. Uh, if you guys would like to see um, any more topics from her, go ahead and throw them in the Discord. I'm sure she would love to at least ponder them. Um, you know, I told Jamie. Amy, she's probably only going to do one more medical minute unless she wants to. I mean, she can volunteer to do as many as she wants, and we can just drop them in the Discord or whatever. But um, uh, depending on what our kind of off-season programming looks like, I told Jamie maybe the next time we won't need her after next week is until the draft, and maybe you know some high prospect will be coming in with an injury or something, and then Jamie could break that down for us. But otherwise, I think we'll give Jamie a bit of an off-season if she wants to take it, or she can keep going up to her. But uh, what do you think, Josh? Move into the fave five here. I think uh, I think we've wasted enough time Hell rambling. Yeah, brother. All right, dude, let's do it. Let's move into the Faye Favre here. Josh, what is, uh, what's the topic this week, buddy? School lunch ladies. School lunch ladies? Ooh, Josh. Let's, okay, go ahead. School lunches. <laughs> yeah, this week's topic is school lunches. We got a couple friendly call-ins here. Uh, we got, we've heard from Brian, we've heard from Brad, and I believe we've heard from Audio Al. Audio Al normally leaves a, a slightly longer voicemail. This one's only 30 seconds. I'm not sure how to feel about it, so in case there's a voicemail for something else, I'll go ahead and play Audio Al's fave far first, because like I said, this could be something else. But uh, without further ado, let's hear what Audio Al has to say. This could be uh, anything, but let's hope it's his fave far school lunches. What's up, guys? Al here, coming with the Fave Far. First of all, I'd like to congratulate you guys on just a just a average podcast this year. Just congratulations, guys! It's, it's great to tune in every yeah. week. Thanks. Uh, number four, we'll go with rectangular pizza. Three, chicken patty. Number two, cheese mac sticks, and number one, chicken nuggets. Sorry, sorry, garlic. No popcorn chicken for me. What an absolute fucking loser. Nah, but not a bad list. I mean, obviously, breakfast pizza, We, you know, coming into this list, I assume would be a popular item. Uh, chicken nuggies are always classic. The cheese sticks are great as well. Josh, anything particularly stand out to you from Al other than the fact that he was heavily breathing that whole time? No, I mean, he called us average, so I'll take, I'll take the, I'll take that. We can be... We can be average. Um, nothing, nothing sticks out. Um, nothing that I want to share at this point. I'll, I'll wait for the other contributors before I start to um, go on a rant. All right. Well, Bradley is our era, but Brian is the champion. So Brian, of course, deserves the walk-off shot this week just from being the champion. Um, so we'll hear from another modern era school lunches uh, from Brad. Let's hear Brad's fave five school lunches. This is Brad with my fave five school lunches. Coming in at number five, uh, the cheese sticks, turbo sticks, um, two breadsticks filled with cheese together um, <laughs> with marinara sauce. That was a classic. Uh, number three, the breakfast pizza. Uh, Elite uh, introduced an entire generation to a uh, different shape and style of pizza. Uh, coming in at, at number two. The mashed potatoes and gravies with whatever chicken they were serving that day. Always delicious. I always loved mixing up my chicken with mashed potatoes and gravy. I'm weird like that. In my number one fave school lunch, the chicken sandwiches. Not a bad list out of Brad there. Um, actually, not not a surprisingly different list considering we all went to. The, I'm pretty sure we all went to the same school district. Yeah, Coon Rapids and Bland are obviously in the same district. But um, chicken and gravy out of Brad, and then the chicken patties. Not spicy because Bradley is allergic to spicy. Uh, anything jump out uh, that anything surprise you from Brad there, Josh? Or a pretty classic uh, mid 2000s lunch list there. Pretty pretty classic mid two thousands lunch list there. Um, I will go out on I will go out and say that Brad everybody mixed their chicken with the mashed potatoes because uh, they wanted to eat the chicken but they knew that if they ate it on their own they'd barf and the mashed potatoes made it taste better. So 
There you go. Josh coming in with the, the takes to clean it all up. All right. Well, thank you so much, Brad. Um, let's hear. I also appreciate that the first two callers have stuck to the hot lunch. They didn't bring in like some bullshit cold lunch nonsense. But uh, Brian's cut. Uh, his jib is cut a little bit differently. Brian's from a different era. So let's go ahead and hear Brian's uh, Fave Favre school lunches. Hi, this is Brian with my Fave Favre for the week school lunches. Uh, when I was a kid, I was a brown bagger my entire childhood. Boo. And my mother made us chopped ham sandwiches almost every day, and I can still not eat one of those to this day. <laughs> but what we did have is uh, every once in a while she would put in a dessert for us. So my favorite school dessert lunch, number four was Nutty Bars. Little Debbie Nutty Bars. Nummy, nummy. Number three, Oreos. Number two was snack pack pudding. Classic. Tell me that doesn't get you going. <laughs> and my number one school lunch item, Hostess Cupcakes. There's my list for the week. Peace out. <sighs> Dude, Hostess Cupcakes, though. They fucking slap. Uh, so Brian was uh, always brown bagging it. That's unfortunate for him, eating the, the ham sammies all day. He'd be big ham, uh, big pork if Andy Bernard were around. But uh, how do you feel about Brian's list there? The nice little the nice little, little treats from mom that got him through life, essentially. Uh, good. I, I, like the, I like the take on it. You know, you, he knew that we would just rip him if his fave Favre was all ham sandwich because it's all he ate. Um, <laughs> that would have been but, funny. Uh, would have been a good bit. It would have been. Um, but uh, the desserts, Nutty Bar at number Favre is a bit of a, you know, bit of a disappointment. I would have rather seen that up around three. Um, I do love me some Oreos, but uh, I think that, you know, switching those two would have made it a better list overall. But he is the champ, so I can't disagree with him. Um, and so, yeah. Any any hot takes for you, Gar? No, I mean, uh, Josh, I don't, I don't know if anyone's seen me, but I am morbidly obese. I would eat all four of those things very happily every day. And uh, I think it's in the right order for me. Hostess Cupcakes, I think, would be my number one. The one thing he left out, I don't even know if these uh, were popular in his day, but my, my favorite little snack cake as a kid, and I think we've done snack cakes before. If not, we'll do it in the future. Spoiler. But I think I, brown is hell, yeah. I, well, no, I mean, those are good, too. But my number one, for whatever reason, when I was a kid, was the Swiss cake roll. So um, if I ever saw a Swiss cake roll in my school lunch, I might just, um, that might have been how I discovered masturbation early. So thank God I was eating hot lunches all the time. Otherwise, could have had some ugly scenes in the cafeteria at Madison, Northdale, or Blaine. But uh, anyways, thank you for our three callers, um, Al, Brian, and Brad. We love hearing from you guys. We love um, we love three uh, callers in on the final week. It's, uh, it's how you know that this bit's not dead and we can keep going. Josh, you and I have also assembled our list of faves uh, and farves. Um, would you like the walk-off shot we have both eaten a lot of hot lunches in our days i don't believe either of us were brown baggers extensively every every once in a blue moon but um how, how good do you feel about your list you got a hot take you put a lot of effort into it or do you not want the walk-off shot for the final fave farve of uh, season four we will give it to you because i had the the walk-off shot last week i believe and so it is your time sir uh, second place finisher and all I uh, appreciate it, Josh. First place in everyone's heart, though, I hope. Um, anyways, we will go ahead and hear from Josh first. Then, Josh, let's hear any honorable mentions. And then your number five, uh, school lunch. And maybe honorable your methodology mentions, if you had it as well. Yeah, honorable mentions um, is going to be, um, I guess, like the hamburgers and the cheese, the cheeseburgers. Um, probably honorable mention for not ever eating um spicy chicken patties are okay um, honestly i hated the school lunches for some reason what? Um, there were a few good things um but for the most part they all had their ups they all had their downs um but going right into this list my number five is the nachos we had nacho days uh where you get the bag of chips you get your cheese you put some toppings on there i enjoyed nachos i still enjoy nachos some might say i'm more mexican than i'm white but, just uh, just from yeah. love of nachos huh Yep. All right, Josh. Well, that's a great number five. Um, I uh, my methodology, just to make it clear, was I went all hot lunches. I mean, I did bring cold lunch every once in a while, like I alluded to with uh, well, as I was teeing up Josh. But um, I was a hot lunch kid, and then uh, I got free hot lunch because um, you know my mom got it for me. She signed me up and uh, poured them and all that. So I got uh, I got free school lunch. So why not get the hot lunch if you're getting it for free? Anyway, some honorable mentions for me: the cheese sticks, the turbo sticks, whatever. It sounds like Bradley said cheese sticks twice, so I don't know. Um, 
maybe I'm technically saying the wrong cheese sticks. But anyways, we all know what cheese sticks we're talking about. You get the fucking, they were thick as hell, and you had Duncan in the marinara. They were legendary. You ate them from Madison all the way through 12th grade, and those things were just yummy, yummy, yummy. So I love the cheese sticks. Uh, Chicken and gravy was good. Back then, I wasn't really into gravy. I won't even say I'm that into gravy now. I can tolerate it more than I could then. But anytime I could get mashed potatoes, I would just go ham on some taters. Uh, I no, I heard no one mention it, and I was disappointed. Not that I ate this too often, because usually whatever the hot option was was better. Um, but, you know, the Uncrustables. You know, the little PB&J, no crust, and a little purple bag, little, little purple plastic bag. The fact that no one mentioned those, unbelievable. Uh, the rib sandwiches, the Sloppy Joes, breakfast pizza, the chicken tenders with mashed potatoes, all those are honorable mentions for me as well, because um, I, I looked up and I saw some old-school lunch menus just to make sure I wasn't forgetting anything. But number far for me, Josh, since I've just keep rambling about food this is what obese people do uh i'm gonna go with the spicy chicken patty only because i probably ate it so much it was a classic um you know no matter what because we had some uh no offense to the obama family but we had a couple years there where the school lunches uh you know leaned a bit healthy on us and some of our fave uh fave options were taken away but that spicy chicken patty was always there to save the day no matter what the the other options were so i ate a lot of spicy chicken patties and uh that's gonna be my number five josh let's hear your number three yeah, I don't think I'd describe my methodology, but all of mine are pre-Michelle Obama rule um, <laughs> because um, she literally, so freshman year when at Blaine um, High School, we had cookies the size of your head. And then the Obamas come in and the first thing that she says to Blaine High School, and I'm pretty sure it was, or the Oka Hennepin School District 11, and I'm pretty sure she singled us out was, you're too fat, get rid of the good stuff. Because um, we used to get, you know, those little, um, Tin, they're the, the containers that hold like the breakfast pizza and all that. Those used to be filled with French fries. And that was the side. And and then you'd get your, your patty. Nope, now then they got rid of all that. So yeah, all of this is pre-Michelle Obama. Moving on to my number tray. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go with a good old-fashioned buffalo chicken wrap from the Hamlin lunch. Um on the football team, I got to have I get to have free lunch in the diner every um, every off season uh, during training, and they had some scrum diddlyumptious wraps. Um, word to the wise for those of you out there who are thinking about going there: don't get the chicken uh, because every single time I got like the chicken patty from Hammond, uh, they must have pulled it out of the cooker a few minutes early because it was always raw. <laughs> And that is just the worst way to end, you know, a two-hour practice gets over, you're starving, you get, you know, your franchies, you get your chicken, and you take a bite, and it's still clucking at you. Um, But yeah, so my number three is the wraps that you could get because it was just, uh, you know, sliced deli meats. Bok bok, motherfucker. Another one I was surprised I didn't hear anyone mention yet, and maybe it's higher up on Josh's list, or maybe it's the honorable mention. It just wasn't listing. Who the fuck knows? But my number three is mini corn dogs. Don't need to talk about it any further than that. Uh, mini corn dogs are fucking great, and you dip them in ketchup, and you just eat them, and you love them, and mm, my number three, mini corn dogs. Josh, you're number two. Uh, yeah, my number two is one. Um, we've heard it. It's the popcorn chicken, um, mostly because um, in high school and stuff, they couldn't necessarily mess that up like they could the chicken patties. Um, I don't know. The spicy chicken patties didn't have this issue, but the regular ones always had that gristle in it. So every once in a while, you took a bite and you had that rock that came out with it. Hated that. Always made me gag. Popcorn chicken was a little bit hard for them to do. Um, obviously, popcorn chicken came with the mashed taters, so you got to dunk it in that. Um, but, uh, love you some popcorn chick. Hell yeah, dude. My number two, I won't even, I'll, we'll just keep flying here. My number two was also the popcorn chicken. Every time we saw popcorn chicken, we knew it was going to be a great day. So you got popcorn chicken, you got some little mashed taters on there. You get some gravy if you want, if you're, you know, a psychopath, but, uh, popcorn chicken was really good, dude. I loved it. I would get a megabyte every single time. Uh, my number two is the popcorn chicken. Josh, you're number one. Uh, my number one, it's been alluded to many a times, it's the cheese dunkers. Uh, my number one, since I've already given you guys the idea that it's pre-Michelle Obama rule, um, we used to get three of them at a time instead of just two. So if it was just the two, it probably wouldn't be my number one. But when you get three of them, it's just like, oh, you know, I could really go for another one. I'm I'm, I'm not quite satisfied. Boom! Third one, sitting, ready to go. <laughs> 
Ah, uh, those cheese dunkers were so fucking good, dude. I, I'm sure like Schwann's or someone sells them now. I should probably go get my hand on a box of them and just throw them in the oven. Oh my god, dude. Uh, anyways, I'm drooling at my computer as we're doing this podcast. Uh, my number one, Josh. Uh, I didn't hear anyone mention this one either, and this was my actual like. Uh, I mean, it was probably pretty close to tied with popcorn chicken, but for me, the shrimp poppers, the shrimp poppers, and the mac and cheese day. That was a legendary day. It was usually on a Friday, so it's even better uh, because I've memorized the school lunch days, the school lunch menus that good but shrimp poppers and mac and cheese is usually a friday and i was usually very happy about it and i don't know why no one else is just little breaded shrimp poppers i mean uh, unless people hate the the smell of shrimp or the taste of shrimp or whatever the shrimp poppers were legendary days for me josh and so that's my number one that's the walk-off shot of all of fave Favre in season four of the hood pod shrimp poppers reign supreme over uh, all school lunches according to me how does that make you feel i mean i love the shrimp poppers i completely forgot about them so thank you for bringing them back um, they weren't, I don't, I mean, I guarantee that the amount of seafood that was in those shrimp poppers is minimal. Um, but, uh, they still call them shrimp. So oh, hey, yeah, for sure. They, for it was probably, it was probably just like breading with like a little bit of that, you know, pink nugget stuff you see from the old McDonald's documentaries. And then, uh, you know, like shrimp flavoring, like a one or two drops of that. So anyways uh thank you so much everyone for listening to the fave far if we love the segment we love the fan participation uh we are not going to do the raffle drawing this week we're going to do the raffle drawing next week um because i i need to work a little bit harder on sourcing the materials for the swag basket and i'm sure josh and i want to get a swagger two item for ourselves and i might throw out a podcast survey out there similar to what we do for a league and then uh i might draw one random winner for them to win one swag item as well so i need to work one more week on that also a little incentive to try and get our fave far listeners to listen to the next week uh and we'll do the raffle drawing then i know people seem to not care about it too much but we're still gonna do it because we promised it so if you're at all interested in the swag basket drawing um i will post how uh, or how many people have entries and what their entry counts are and this and that in the discord sometime within the next week so thank you so much everyone for listening josh here's our outro next week uh we're gonna be talking about um pretty much uh we'll we'll, we'll be reflecting on ourselves we've done a retrospective i'm pretty sure every year at least the last yep. two years for sure if not the last three years but i think we've done it every year we just sit down and we talk about we do i know i do an exit survey every year for the league and we talk about the show as well just how we felt the season went what we might be switching up for next year we just start to speculate we'll talk about it again over the spring and summer and whatnot but you know just get the conversations going while the people are still kind of tuned in in the in the football fall season um so we'll do that we'll also talk about our 272 which uh we might have to put in a little extra legwork because i don't think we've touched that since we put it in so we're gonna have to nope. get our results in there we'll talk about our season-long studs and duds those are pretty easy to get in but uh yeah it'll be a nice little retrospective we'll be we'll be looking back on our year and I do believe Jamie Hammer is going to give us one more medical minute, so we'll look forward to that as well. But, um, Josh, you have any final words for the folk, f- folks before we get out of here? Go Packers, number one seed in the NFL. Thank you. Don't forget about our Discord, our uh, Anchor um, voicemail box, our email, hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com, or our beautiful website that Josh works so hard on, hiddenoaksoverdose.com. Good night, everybody. Maybe. I'm going to go have... Oh no, you ruined it. Gonna go have sex with usually, your wife? Is that what you're gonna say? No, at this point in time, this is when I usually like talk about what I'm having for dinner, and we are going to have uh, some meatball marinara. No big deal. I just gotta make sure we have enough ranch. Dude, that sounds awesome. I think I'm gonna have to go get fast food because I don't think I have anything left in this house. I've been gone for two weeks. Oh, I'm sure that green stuff in the fridge would be just fine. <laughs> All right, enjoy your dinner, Josh. Have a good night. Right, bye. Thanks for listening, Brian. Congrats on your your ship. I'm sure you feel happy about it. I would too.